So I told him it'd be shorter. I guess that means that if we normally each preach 30 minutes, that's 30 plus 30. So we, we can do 20 each. 20 plus 20 plus 20. That's it's an hour. Yes. <laughs> that's an hour? <laughs> yes. 20, 20. 12, 12.30 lunch isn't that late. <laughs> that's okay. After you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got well, is it on the board or not? No. It might be okay. We're going to finish with Colossians today with a reading of the final greetings of Paul to the church. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but I have really enjoyed the study of Colossians. Pardon me, I put a halls in my mouth a minute ago. <laughs> now I'm afraid to chomp on it and crush it because... <laughs> And I don't want to swallow it because I get choked. <laughs> Timelink maneuver on Harvest Sunday would not go right Life on our website. Yeah. Life giving would not. <laughs> Reading and studying Colossians with the idea of a life giving orchard, kind of as a backdrop. Going back to that and looking at that and how it applies has really been eye opening and educational, spirit lifting, I think spiritual development uh, for those of us who have tried to follow it in, in that context. And uh, it's just been a great experience for me. So we see Paul now concluding his letter and uh, I want you to listen to this and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, you have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea in Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, See that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see, tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received from the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Wow. We sat around and talked about this final portion of the letter and, and how much it relates to Westland Free Methodist Church 
I think Bill kind of articulated a bit of it, some of the things we were already doing and how much it lays, plays into the plan, the vision that we have, that we believe the Lord gave us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you read this and you look at it, and even if you go back home, maybe if you make some notes today, can't on the tablecloth because they're cloth, I think. <laughs> but if you make some notes and, and go back and give some thought to how this might apply, I think you can really see how the Spirit does work, not only in what Paul's writing was and how the development and spread of the church began, but how you see it beginning to take its new shape and a new form in the vision that we have here at Westland Free Methodist Church. Yeah. Can't help but see that. Yeah. I think one of the things that sticks out to me in this passage um, twice, Paul uses the phrase, who is one of you? The first yeah. is regarding Onesimus, the second is regarding Epaphras. And Onesimus didn't leave under good circumstances. There was, no. There's a whole letter, the letter to Philemon, <laughs> which talks yeah. about Onesimus. So if you want to follow up to the book of Colossians, you can go home and read Philemon as well. Onesimus didn't leave under good circumstances, but he's now become a follower of Jesus. And Paul's sending him back to a people who knew he didn't leave under good circumstances. Now a Jesus follower, spirit-filled, and a minister to the people that he had left previously under not great circumstances. Then Epaphras is being sent back, and Epaphras is believed to be the one who first proclaimed mm -hmm. the gospel, the good news of Jesus, to the church in Colossae. So you have these people who have gone out and are now coming back, and it just it kind of paints this beautiful picture of an orchard, this network of, you know, apples that have fallen and seeds mm -hmm. that have been spread and planted elsewhere, and now they're even coming back to be an encouragement and to tell the stories of what God is doing to the church in Laodicea. Yeah, or excuse me, that. Church of Laodicea in Colossae. Yeah. So. Well, he wants them to pass it on to exactly. Laodicea, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and with that, I would even add, you know, one of my favorite things that I was telling them when we were looking through this is not just are there people from their orchard that have, from their tree that have gone out and already started stuff and they're getting to come back a little bit. But if you start to look at the different names in here, <laughs> you have about every type of person you can imagine. You have a house church a woman who is leading a house church. You have females, males, a doctor, uh, prisoners, free people, smart, uneducated. You've got all of the above. It's just fascinating. You've got teachers, all the types of people. Guess what? If I sat here and listed everything, do you think you would have a place in that list? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I'm not a doctor. Some of you may be. But you know what? I can be the guy who's an encourager. Or there's even prayer warriors. Did you notice that? One or two of them, their job is literally just that, hey, we even have the prayer warriors over here. Maybe they don't have the ability to do some of what the others are doing right now. There's travelers and there's homebodies. Some of them are the ones <laughs> traveling. Some, they're, they're right there in Colossae. They hadn't left Colossae, and that's not a bad thing. I just love that, how that fits within that orchard imagery. You've got all different... When, even when we did that video, all different types of apples in that orchard, right? You have Gala and Jonagold. I'm personally a fan of Honeycrisp, but yep. <laughs> if you like Red Delicious, we can still be friends. It's okay. Good. Uh, but there's, yeah. there's all different types of, you know, <laughs> all different types of apples 
but there's still something, a substance that makes them the same. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit yeah. is driving all. And so there's a place for you in the orchard, mm-hmm. and there's a place for you even in these final greetings. Don't always just look over a <laughs> list of names. There's beauty in them. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I don't know about everybody else, but this is normally a part of a letter or a book that I'm like, skim. Okay, next yeah. page. <laughs> But the beauty here, too, and we talked a little bit about this in previous weeks, is this isn't just Paul's work. You know, Paul's the one that we all know. I mean, how many, how many of you have referred to Tychicus or Tychicus recently? <laughs> I mean, but here they are. Here is a list of other people who are greatly involved in this process of, of the kingdom expanding. And they all had a different role to play. Not only do they come from different positions in life, but they have a different role to play. And it's all the work that they're involved in. And I, I love just that picture. Um, you know, not only is our tree made up of people from all walks of life, but we are all uniquely created and uniquely wired. And as Gloria was saying, have unique seeds within us that God has given us to be a part of this becoming reality yeah. and his kingdom expanding. Yeah. I got to tell you one of the things that, that, this wasn't scripted, by the way, guys. Not, we didn't sit down and say, all right, I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. We, we just agreed we were going to share what we see in this and how it, how it resonates. And, and uh, as I was studying this past week, this, this past passage, I, I really couldn't help but, but zone in on verse 10. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark the cousin of Barnabas. Now, you have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. I don't know if you remember or not, but when Paul set out on his first missionary journey, Mark went with him. And shortly after they started that missionary journey, do you remember what Mark did? He bailed out. (laughs) He he left them. (laughs) He deserted. (laughs) <laughs> and, and later on, when Paul was going to start out on a second journey with Barnabas, Barnabas wanted to take him, Paul said, no, he can't go. He, he failed. So he can't go. And he went out with Silas, I believe, and then they had their second missionary journey, or he did his. What I like about all this is reconciliation, number one. You see this? He's listing Mark as one of them now. Failure does not define us. Amen. That's right. Oh, if it did, I would have been counted out so many years ago. And probably every month since then. Well, maybe. I think a couple of stretches where I had two good months in a row. (laughs) But he says... You've received instructions about it. I don't know what that was. But he says, if he comes to you, welcome him. Guys and, and, and ladies, we've lived with failure in different aspects of our spiritual walk. Maybe at different times in our life, some of them greater than others. But man, doesn't it feel good to see this final letter being included and reconciliation and kindness toward one another and embracing one another, even in all these other things. I was kind of hoping I could get to this one before yeah. one of you mentioned it. <laughs> Selfish now, right? But it really speaks to me. Yeah. I, I didn't even plan this, 
when we were, you know, as you're sharing that, I'm looking at the verse 17, tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you've received in the Lord. And I guarantee you, because that there are probably people here or listening who maybe they, the Lord stirred something in them and maybe they, they have failed or they mm-hmm. didn't complete mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Or they said, ah, that's too hard. Or life hit and they put it on pause and they felt guilty or shame. And I can tell you right here from looking at this that Paul's reminding you in verse 17, the same way he brings restoration to Mark, he's reminding you, hey, you still have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. See to it that you complete. Like there's still an opportunity. You're still breathing here. The Holy Spirit's still available to you to be filled in the daily, every moment. You can still live into that. Don't think that because that was something that, well, six months ago, the Lord put this on my heart and I didn't do it and I haven't responded in six months. What better time to start? See to it that you complete it now. There's still a chance and there's no shame in that. So it just ties into what oh, you were saying. Thank you, you guys for bringing it up. Talking about how that <laughs> connects to us individually. I'm also thinking about what that looks like for us collectively as a church now and moving forward and just a word of freedom over us as we look at this next three to five years. Not every new tree, not every new sprout is going to make it. Yeah. You know, oh, we need yeah. freedom to fail. Like just because something gets started and it doesn't turn into a thriving healthy tree doesn't mean that there aren't seeds that come from that that are going to spur and start new things and i mean just taking a moment to look at you know new testament world the churches aren't there anymore you know but look at what the church is now and so this ongoing ministry that's happening as we are faithful in the moment with what jesus is asking us to do even if a tree or you know if it doesn't quote unquote make it five, 10, 20 years, it doesn't mean there isn't kingdom fruit that comes from it that's going to propel the church forward. So that's good. Um, we could pick this apart. Part of that's being trained to do that in some ways, <laughs> I guess. But, but I also underlined this in, in verse 12. And he said, talking about Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus. He is always wrestling in prayer for you. Mm. Pastor Andy, I believe, one of you mentioned about prayer warriors, maybe it was you, that about prayer warriors are so important in the church and we have them here and it's such a great thing to know that, that you will stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. And, and mature and fully assured comes to the, the vital signs as we grow and we develop and part of our 90, or our one year goal is 50% of, of, of Westland Free Methodist folks are, are growing in that area, right? So it lays itself right in with this verse that Paul is talking about here. There's some people always wrestling for you in prayer over these things as well. Mm. I love that, how we support each other in prayer here. Yeah. And the, the mature, oh yeah, I was gonna say this, I almost forgot it, mature. With maturity, spiritual maturity, comes assurance. You see, as we grow in the Lord, the Spirit in our development, the Spirit reassures us and confirms in our own soul and our spirit that we are in the right place, in the right standing with the Lord. And it's only when we stop attempting to, to grow this growth that we begin to let some questions creep into our own mind. And I think our enemy does that, doesn't he? Well, think, look at this and look at that and look at this about you. I wonder if that's because there isn't any 
ripening going on that gives him the room to say that. So I think with, with maturity comes assurance, and they work together to help us to grow and develop as, as good apples. Well, um, you can feel free to add other things. I, I, like, I want to just hone in for a minute in light of that on the last verses. These are the encouraging ones where Paul says, I write this in my own hand, remember my chains. <laughs> yeah, remember my chains, grace be with you. And uh, sometimes I think we need to remember, I mean, Paul's writing this letter from prison, right? We've talked, I've heard you both mention that in other sermons and I've mentioned it. But as we're looking at this list of names and we're remembering what it is to be an orchard, you know, it's not always going to be easy. <laughs> You're not always going to be happy. You can always have the joy of the Lord. But it doesn't mean you'll always be happy, right? The joy of the Lord where Paul can sing when he's in prison. We see the, some of those stories of, where he can actually sing praises while he's in his change. That doesn't mean that his change just went away. Doesn't mean that you're in the battle for doing stuff with cancer or life hits or we as a church, stuff's going on. You know, lose power in the middle of an Ash Wednesday service. That was one of my first two weeks here and we lost electricity. So welcome, welcome to Michigan, Jason and family. Doesn't mean that even the small things that we're not going to face trials. But guess what? There's still life. There's still life. A tree, using that imagery to kind of close out with, you think about an orchard, think of all the weather that trees have to put up with. <laughs> now you've got crazy weather up here. I've noticed that. But you have nothing like the windy weather of West Texas. The, the wind there is insane. There's a reason that they don't have very many trees. <laughs> I've seen the wind just uproot huge trees. Um, so imagine an orchard, especially only if it's a few trees, the kind of weather they have to put up with, the, the chains, if you will, that they're having to deal with of being in a broken world still. But the more that that tree bears fruit, that has more trees, guess what? We're all in proximity to other, each other. What happens? There's natural protection that begins to happen more. You ever thought about that? When we work with other, when, when we're not concerned about being the tallest and biggest tree, but we're concerned with instead of having 500 apples on our tree, having 500 trees with 30 apples. Guess what? The odds of those small trees falling over are a lot less than the big ones. And they're guarding each other from the wind and they're building structure in the soil that their root systems begin to be more intertwined. And so when I read those words, I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind as we are finishing up our time together. When Paul says, remember my change, it doesn't mean that things are just going to be hunky-dory and everything's going to be good. Wow, I haven't used that phrase in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but what it does mean is we can trust the one whose soil we're planted in the living water of Jesus and the spirit of God to be the life giver and bear the fruit as he connects us with other trees and trees start to branch out and grow from the fruit in individuals and us as a collective Amen. so let's remember those words remember 
my chains. I think we should end in a prayer. That sounds good. One of you, you would feel Father that too? Heaven, yeah. we are so grateful for the lessons that you teach us. So many visuals that can be brought up today in our own minds about how this portion of Scripture applies to not just an orchard or any orchard, but about our own individual lives uniquely. And Jesus, without you, without your spirit living within us, and us listening to and paying attention to it, we can't, we just can't mature. We can't develop. Not spiritually, not, not healthy. So we thank you for all of the people that have shared today in so many different ways. Components of, of a leadership team and others who worked behind the scenes to put together this vision that we, without a doubt, know came from you. God, we want to live it, not talk about it, not put up fancy, well-designed posters about it, not to have a service or two about it. Jesus, we want to live it in our lives and know that we're not alone. Even knowing that, that different people can come alongside us and, and help us in our walk gives us desire to be united in Christ together. That's why we call this our home church. <laughs> because we know we can come here and find encouragement and support and blessing to serve and be served. Jesus, we thank you for all the people that have made this day possible, not a staff. Lord, but a, a group of men and women with one desire, and that's to serve and please you. We thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for the, the portion that's to follow this with a great meal and, and sharing of fellowship time. And Lord, yes, there will be a brief business part as well. And we pray that, that people will be able to Stay in here and appreciate the work that's gone on behind the scenes to make the structure and the organization of the church, the administrative part of it, healthy and well also. Father, we want to be your church for this time and this location. Above all, be obedient. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Yeah.